Charisma Check Podcast. I am not Peter Johnson. I'm Adam Flynn, once again here to do one of my one-shots. And I am playing to get today in an empty room by myself, but I'm online with my friends. Specifically, hi, my name is Nathan Wintermute, and tonight I will be playing a character known as D, the Gnome, who is a druid. Hi, I'm Jacob Frank, and I'm playing as Zytac, the Githyanki Bard. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'll be playing Samantha, not a Karen, as a human fighter crossbow expert. Uh, (laughs) I'm Peter Johnson, and I am once again playing In the Lees, the tabaxi barbarian monk, because I enjoyed it so much last time, I had to do it again. Okay, so um, to to set our, I guess, setting... um, on the road between Neverwinter and Waterdeep, on the high road along the Sword Mountains, four individuals are going from well, one direction or the other. Um, and unfortunately, it seems like an absolutely atrocious looking storm is on the horizon. So we're going to start with In the Leaves. Oh. As you are walking down the road, all of a sudden, just the clouds completely open up. Everything begins pouring. Um, Up ahead in the distance, off to the side of the road, you see a small cave Mm. um, that appears to have some light flickering out there. Mm. Looks like the only dry place for miles. Uh, Well, I, as a cat person, definitely do not want to be soaked. Um, Generally, I, I can handle water better than most, usually because I'm drunk, but pouring rain is not my favorite. So uh, when I see the cave, you know, I've slept in plenty of caves. No big deal. Uh, The light kind of gives me pause. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I get it. But uh, I figure, you know, worst case scenario, I'll offer to share my booze with them and it'll be fine. So uh, (laughs) I'll head over there. Uh, not even really trying to be cautious. Uh, when I get within kind of shouting distance, I'll try to announce myself before I, I, I get too close so that hopefully if it's someone on the lookout, they're not just going to kill me when I stumble into their camp. So as you get to the mouth of the cave, you, you can tell that it, it goes in for a little bit, then turns to the side. The light's kind of flickering from around the corner. Mm. Um, and as you get to the entrance kind of, announcing yourself with what I assume is an enormous drunk belch. <laughs> um, you will hear calling out to you, who goes there? So I'm uh, just a wandering monk. Uh, it's just pouring rain. I just want to rest for a while, wait for the rain to stop. Uh, you'll hear, so, you'll hear uh, some murmuring and goes, all right, into slow. Oh, yeah, sure. And I, so as you enter the cave and round the corner, um, kind of tucked back in, a, in, the cave widens after it turns the corner. And sitting around a small fire, um, you see two individuals. One um, appears to be a rather tall human. Hmm. Um, the other who is wearing leather armor. And uh, you can see a loot kind of set down by his side. Mm. Um, the other one is a rather imposing looking dragonborn wearing plate mail 
the human uh, who apparently was the one speaking to you says, oh, yes, uh, come on over here and dry yourself. We, too, are traveling. We've been caught, and this is a devil of a storm, isn't it? Yeah. Dragonborn will just look at you and nod, but without saying any words. Hmm. Uh, I'll I'll just nod back, <laughs> and I'll I'll kind of shake my mane out a little bit, kind of wring it out, uh, and I'll say, "Man, man, it's really coming down." Hey, well, bunch of weirdos in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, dragonborn will just grunt in your direction. <laughs> um, so as you settle in, mm-hmm. Zytac. Yes. You have popped into existence in the middle, right next to the high road. And unfortunately, you did not bring a towel, an umbrella, or anything, and you were just getting soaked. Um, up ahead in the distance, you see some flickering lights coming from what appears to be the entrance of a cave. Okay. Well, I'm going to just head towards that flickering light uh, cautiously. You're going to try to be stealthy or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be stealthy. Okay. Uh, roll a stealth check, Lee's. You roll perception. Mm. Better than you. Th- oh, nat 20. F5. <laughs> so, unfortunately, so a- as stealthy as you're being, the ground is absolutely soaked and you're just sloshing and slopping. So, Lee's, you hear some rather loud, sloppy footsteps <laughs> approaching the entrance to the cave. Mm, sloppy seconds. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll, I don't know if anybody else notices, but I'll just kind of uh, hold up uh, my... Around the same time, you see the paladin look up and look towards the entrance of the cave, still not saying anything. Uh, I'll, I'll just hold up my mead decanter and just kind of shake it and say, hey, you, you want to come dry off? Uh, uh, sure, why not? In st- into the cave strolls a githyanki carrying a very strange looking, you can't tell if it's a weapon or an instrument, um, but it definitely looks odd. Would you like mm. me to describe it for you? Sure. It looks a lot like Slashes from Guns N' Roses guitar, um, but with more of an uh, axe, mm. like a legit axe carved into the base of it. Like uh, Marceline? Yeah. Marceline's axe? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Anything else, please? You had kind of an odd sight for you. Uh, yeah, but he's pretty much nonplussed at most things, unless they are actively threatening him. Uh, oh, are we, are we having drinks around this campfire? Yeah, man. Here, and I'll hand you the 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 mead. You have throat cancer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's Lemmy. <laughs> sound better already (laughs) (laughs) no no he's back so uh samantha yes um you are again heading down the road and unfortunately your uh your chain mail which normally weighs a good bit is weighing an awful lot under this rain um you too see this similar looking cave with light coming through it coming from it Okay, well, I'm just going to stop my way toward it. I'm not trying to be stealthy. Zytac and Lee's, you hear some really loud, like, splashy footsteps coming towards you. It's, it's, uh, she's a pretty large woman. Mm. She's, she's, uh, yeah. All right, we got a brand of Tarth coming. (laughs) Uh, say, man, this is going to get full in here. Oh, there's plenty of room. (laughs) 
She, uh, she shouts, hello there. She, she has a helmet, so she's be- she never removes the helmet. Does she so sound she- like a man when she does that? Is it like uh, to disguise her? It's very disoriented. It's very, it's very distorted. So you probably couldn't tell unless you made a perception check. Roll to one. <laughs> it's not, you don't even know. You don't even know if it's a person. <laughs> it's animated armor. Oh shit! Uh, roll initiative. Roll initiative. <laughs> so finally, Except rolling a nine. So you're used to the weather, and and you are aware of several kind of hidey holes and caves where you can get out of just this torrential downpour. And as as you're walking, you can start to like sense, you know, thunder and lightning and one strikes a tree right in front of you. So obviously, you know, just from your experience in the wilderness, this storm is what they might call in the South, sorry, <laughs> gully washer. Um, and so you, we do not you, call know, that. you know, this cave in the past as being a potential area of respite, but you've never actually stayed in it. But so you make your way to it. And as you approach, you also see the light. And at this point, some rather loud, sort of um, some gravelly voiced thing, um, and loud belching coming from the cave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start playing the guitar. <laughs> These awful dissonant noises just start emanating from the cave. <laughs> so playing um, "Patience" so, by Guns N' Roses. So is it a, is it, does it sound like an electric guitar and it's not plugged up to an amp? My, so the way my guitar works. Um, it it works magically with my armor, and then as I strum the strings, your armor vibrates. The armor, yeah, it pretty much does that. It per, it projects the sound mm. from my guitar. So the uses of that can be you astounding. hear these noises emanating yeah. from the cave. Yeah. So as I'm natural, okay. So as I've been walking, I've been uh, casting shape water to keep the rain off of me. The whole way, <laughs> very. I, I'm really undeterred by this weather. Lightning does concern me a little bit, so I, that's why I'm making my way to the cave. Uh, but as I'm as I'm walking, I'm occasionally casting mold earth as well and uh, t- scooping up some uh, holes in the ground and flicking some seeds into it from a um, a very well worn but beautiful pouch on my waist. But I'm just going to casually walk up because I'm dry. <laughs> So this tiny dry figure makes its way to the entrance of the cave. Well, look, it's a tree hugger. <laughs> hello. Oh, well, hello there, little one. I'm going to reach down and pat you on the head if you let me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so I'm actually um, I'm actually wearing a nice little hat. <laughs> For those listeners who can't see, Nathan just put on a nice little hat. It's a nice, like a uh, woven. What, what do you call that? A, a large fedora. Um, no, no, not a fedora. A Bahama, Bahama kind of hat. <laughs> if, if you imagine uh, something an old person would wear, like a like, like an, an old, old man gardening. Oh yes. Florida. That's exactly what it's an old man gardening hat. So on a so I was going to ask on a scale of one to ten. How dank are these seeds that you're planting? Is this a different? <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty dank. Pretty dank. 
Okay. And they smell like my bathroom. <laughs> no, they, they're they're honestly fairly odorless mm. seeds, mm. but they have like a a bluish purple teardrop look to them. Hmm. Interesting. Last time I go in the cave, I uh, I look in and see the people and say, oh, do, you, "Do you mind if I join you? This weather seems to be going." Oh, the weather outside is frightful. So the uh, fire is sure delightful. The, the human with the loot will, before anybody else has a chance to respond, will go, yes, uh, come and join us. It's awfully dreadful weather to be out tonight. I, I, I'm not sure if um, we've been all been properly introduced. Uh, my name is uh, Meriwether Bates. Um, mm. I am... Uh, just a traveling troubadour, you see, uh, moving from city to city. Managed to get in this cave right as the weather broke um, and found this rather silent figure here. He'll motion at the uh, at the dragonborn. As far as I can tell, he appears to have maybe be on a pilgrimage and has taken a vow of silence. I dare say, as a bard, that wouldn't be good for my line of work, eh, what? <laughs> well, a bard, uh, that, that'll be plenty fun for... Uh... The time we're in this cave. So uh, I take it none of you know each other? Oh, uh, no. No, we don't. I just stumbled in. It seems like nature has put us all in one place. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, what, what, what do they call it? Dependent or origination? What's the... Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't. This is a very enlightened... I got kicked out of the monastery, and then I just <laughs> keep drinking. <laughs> So as the as the minutes turn into hours and and you guys I guess all get to know each other as it as the sun at this point is set the rain is still pouring down and and but from the mouth of the cave just a few minutes after dark you hear a tremulous voice kind of call out hello is anybody in there so from from outside the cave yes yes from outside the cave okay there's like another one's the one that takes shelter from the storm. He must be drenched. He's been out there for quite a while now. Oh, we don't have enough room in this cave. <laughs> yes, we have. We do, actually, we have you do. Like, this cave could easily sleep, let's say, 10 or 12 people. We don't have enough room. <laughs> don't or enough booze. <laughs> don't consider it's more a man of the cloth. Well, we got plenty of booze. Uh, I just shake the decanter. Wait, man of the cloth? <laughs> what, is, it, is he a Catholic? Maybe. Yeah, he mm-hmm. could be. D&D Jesus. <laughs> Let him join, I guess. Yes. Come on in. Come on. Oh, thank you. Il- Ilamata bless you. Mm. Ilamata bless you. And Em will walk this, th- despite the fact that the voice is very kind of tremulous and tinny, Em walks this absolutely enormous dwarf wearing priest robes. And just from the way that he's moving, he seems positively ancient. Mm. Um, he's leaning on a staff and he plops himself down. Um, he's definitely of a size where plopping is appropriate. Okay, so by enormous, you don't mean high, you mean wide. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Wide, okay. like the Friar Tuck of... Oh, uh, yeah. All right. I, I, I was trying to think of a word, but the only word I could think of was voluptuous, but I don't think that's the right word. No, <laughs> I mean, no. he, he might be. I don't know. <laughs> What's your name, piglet? Oh, damn. Oh, oh God. <laughs> What's your race again? Githy- I'm a dwarf. Githyanki. Oh, I'm a Githyanki. Oh, yeah. Uh, a I was asking Jacob, but what's a Githyanki? They're lawful evil. 
Uh, that doesn't describe what it is, though. <laughs> oh, so they're basically alien goblins kind of thing. Well, <laughs> they're, they're tall, skinny goblins. Pretty much. Yeah. Space pirates. Plane. Okay. Space pirates. Okay. So, um, the dwarf will kind of look around at the group when he's asked his name and, and will say, My name is Omtha Stone Shield. I'm from the Temple of Ilmata in Neverwinter. I'm making a trip to. Uh, the head of our order in Waterdeep to um, get guidance for an outbreak that has occurred there, but going has been tough and slow. I, I'm much grateful for the company. Come, come, sit next to the fire. Wait, 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 wait. You said an outbreak? Yes, uh, something and most everybody for the last in, in, in the district that the temple is in has been locked in their homes for, for weeks on end. Um, what symptoms are they showing? Oh, mostly a, a cough that just doesn't produce anything and fever and um, shortness of breath. Yes, yes. Are, are you familiar with this illness? Oh yeah, I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> abandoning the city. <laughs> Um, as someone who is actually proficient in medicine, <laughs> inexplicably, I am too. Actually, could I make a medicine check to see if I know <laughs> what he's talking about? Sure. What we got here? That's a uh, thirteen plus six, nineteen. Very nice. So you you have heard of of this illness? It. it in your kind of wanderings um, all over, not just uh, you know, not just the Sword Coast, but other areas, mm-hmm. uh, you, you think it's probably a recent incursion into the Sword Coast, mm. possibly from uh, oh crud, what's their name? Uh, the, the 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 wizards that are bald or uh, oh, uh, uh, they, yeah, they, yeah, but uh, yeah, this this is the first that you've heard of it in 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 the Sword Coast. Uh, I will scoot an additional six feet away from him. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't affected, are you, old man? Oh, oh Lord, no. If you, you would know if I were, it, it appears to affect the elderly much worse, unfortunately. But oh. that is a no matter. It, it, it is quite late, and I am, I am fairly exhausted. I, 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 I'd ask, does he look old? Oh, yeah. Like, even he by said that he said he's ancient looking. It's probably like 600, 700. I mean, at least 500, if not older. Mm. So I'd, I, I, I'll, I'll say, aren't you at risk then? Well, Ilmata, has, being a priest of Ilmata, has its benefits. But for now, I am, I, I, I am exhausted from the journey and the rain and, and would very much like to, to sleep. At that, he immediately like just like falls over, like or rolls over, and just this ungodly snoring sound just starts erupting. <laughs> Can I kill him yet? Well, uh, no. I'm starting to have my doubts about you, Githyanki. Well, the snore is going to get awfully annoying. Then play some music. Or you know, sleep outside. Huh? I was about to say your voice but is about to get awfully it's annoying. A terrible storm outside. Well, then I guess you got to pick one. Yeah. You seem to like to complain. You seem like you like to be happy. (laughs) So 
bang trees and stuff. <laughs> you seem awfully stereotypical and very prejudiced. Oh, my. Oh, my. So Make at this, this point, happiness um, contagious. <laughs> at this point, the, uh, the paladin, or the, uh, yeah, the paladin, the dragonborn paladin, who has been just kind of silently watching everybody, will get up and kind of move maybe more towards the back of the thing and, and will just close his eyes. Again, he's not said a word to anybody mm. uh, the entire time. Uh, meanwhile, the, the human will let out this enormous yawn um, because it is getting quite late. Mayhaps it is time that we should uh, retire and hope this storm passes in the night. Uh, what you say, Walt? So... What happened? <laughs> I... It's the only course of action. Yes. Unless we want to brave the storm. Uh, I'd say we uh, continue waiting it out. Oh, I'm getting kind of tired. I guess I'll hit the, hit the rock for tonight. Oh, if we're going to sleep, I'm going to be removing the chainmail without removing the helmet. That is... <laughs> that would be a it's, feat. It's, it's got it's to be, be a process. I've got a zipper in the chainmail. <laughs> Oh, I could just slide my arms to it and just slip it down. <laughs> Emily's, you seemed like you were about to say something earlier. Yeah, I I don't know. All of this is kind of something about this doesn't feel right. Because there's now uh, a paladin from one religious order who seemingly is taking a vow of silence. And then suddenly this cleric shows up from another one. And like, we've got all these weirdos in this cave. He's a little... Uh, his danger sense is kind of tingling. <laughs> His whiskers are getting up to yeah. five. Do I, okay, I think I, I want to know if Lisa knows anything about Illmater. Uh, sure, make a religion check. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a seven. <laughs> so the name sounds vaguely familiar to you. You've not, but it's not really coming, and nothing's really coming other than um, perhaps the knowledge that Ilmater is not typically considered to be a, uh, you don't think he's evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But that's about all you got. Um, okay. Well, knowing that. Moving around in the headspace. Knowing that uh, Ilmater usually isn't evil, I'm going to take that as a sign that the dwarf probably isn't evil. And I'm going to sleep by the dwarf, despite what he said about the illness. <laughs> I'm a little like, okay, maybe, maybe this guy's all right. I don't know about everybody else. So when I go to sleep, it's going to be near the dwarf. Okay. I'm going to sleep in like a far corner. Okay. I'm going to sleep near the entrance of the cave. Okay. The sound of the rain helps you go to sleep. But you just don't like getting wet. So... Samantha, you, you are the last one awake now. Um, Still trying to get the chainmail off without moving the helmet, yes. Other than, other, other than the uh, the paladin who seems to be settling in, and uh, Merriweather, who um, looks at you and goes, does anybody want to set a watch? I mean, I'm more than happy to volunteer. Oh. Hmm. I'd be happy uh, to take first watch. Yes. Still working with this chainmail. <laughs> so D or Samantha, which, which of you? Well, Samantha, I mean, D seems already at the entrance, so it only seems best that he'd do it first. Okay. Yeah, uh, Lee's might volunteer, but he's already asleep, and it probably sounds like he's having a snoring contest with this dwarf. <laughs> 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 
Zytek so, is um, also snoring very loudly, despite what he said about the dwarf. And at this point, Merriweather kind of moves off to his own little area, kind of back in the cave and, and, and falls asleep. So, D, you are now the last one awake. You've situated yourself at the entrance. Behind oh, you is isn't Samantha Silway cacophony of, of snoring between drunk cats, massive dwarves, alien goblins, <laughs> uh, something echoing out of Samantha's helmet that just doesn't sound human. Uh, I was, I was going to say the rattling of her chainmail is still trying to come up. <laughs> <laughs> look, looking back, it, it, it seems like only only the human and the paladin are uh, in any way uh, sleeping kind of peacefully and quietly. Mm-hmm. With uh, all that noise in the background, I will inch closer to the to the rain noise. Okay. <laughs> so between the rain and the uh, so so just describe. So what are you going to do during your watch? Uh, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm not really concerned. So I'm going to lean up against the wall, take off my hat. Lean up against that like a pillow. Um, occasionally, plant some more seeds near the entrance of the cave. Okay. Just look out at the rain. So, about an hour afterwards, uh, I'm going to need to. I'm going to need you to make. First of all, uh, since you're kind of not really busying yourself with a true watch, you're kind of keeping yourself busy. What's your passive perception? Uh, it's fourteen. So, between the noises and everything else, and you're kind of busying yourself. You don't hear something. And now I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Does this happen to be against a magically created plant? Against what? A magically created plant. No. All right. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. That's a very specific <laughs> resistance there. <laughs> it is. Um, constitution saving throw is going to be a seven. Okay. I need you to also make a uh, well okay so your passive perception was 14 yes so as you are kind of puttering around all of a sudden you feel something like grab you on the back of your neck and as you go unconscious like all of a sudden you just become overwhelmed with exhaustion but as you go unconscious you notice that a shadow kind of flickering in the firelight behind you that shadow appears to be of a creature roughly six to six and a half feet tall. But then you black out. Off, off to Dreamland. Oh, yeah. And everybody else is, too. So, you've seen. <laughs> oh, okay. The party wakes up. Okay, so... You are not where you last all fell asleep. D, or mm. D the gnome, you, you particularly... No, something was odd because something grabbed you right before you went unconscious. But you were looking around. You were in a semicircular or a circular room, um, probably about 20 feet around. There's a steady drip, drip, drip of uh, water kind of coming along one of the sides. The only other entry that you can see, the, 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 uh, the ceiling is kind of vanished up into the darkness. It, it, it's at least 70 feet up, even your dark vision for those of you that have it would not really penetrate that darkness. The only entry that you can see is a solid wood door in a wall. Um, Other than that, the room is empty. The five of you wake up. The only other person in the room currently with you is the dwarf who is still asleep. So you Hmm. said it's very dark? Uh, Yes, you're in complete darkness. 
I'm going to cast um, Dancing Lights. So Dancing Lights is... What's the components required for that spell? Herbal, somatic, or material. So as you go to cast the spell and you put... So do you typically have an arcane focus or do you use your instrument? I use my instrument. Well, at this point, you realize that your instrument is missing. Oh, no. Everybody in the group is missing their primary armor, (sighs) weapons, and magic items. Oh, no. What am I going to (laughs) do? Especially, Lee's, because guess what else is missing? No! That's why I was so happy you were going to say So the moment I go to reach... Lee's turns this dwarf over. (laughs) <laughs> looking under him to try to find this to find his the decanter. moment I reach behind my back to try to grab my guitar and I realize it's missing I'm going to be like Bessie! <laughs> so Lee's meanwhile has what turned over the dwarf who is going to come awake sputtering what, what, what is going on? Where are we? What did you do? Where is Bessie? What? My child, I just awoke. I, I do not know where we are. Um, does, does anybody know what happened? By the way, Lays, uh, yes, your uh, decanter of decanter of endless mead was not under the dwarf, unfortunately. Mm, was so guess good. what, guys? Lays is going to be sober. This is not going to be good. <laughs> so wait, I can't. I can't cast dancing lights. Anything with a material component. It's verbal, somatic, or material. It's verbal, somatic. And material. Oh, oh dear. They're never an or, it's always an and. So all of our spellcasting focuses are gone? Yep. Oh, you no. could still feasibly cast verbal and somatic, but you can't cast anything with a material component until you find this stuff. All right. So does, uh, does Lee's also not have the lion spear? Uh, anything you had on you. Oh, good. That okay. is not physically attached to your body is gone. Okay. Well, right. why do you think I asked all of you what you had? Oh no, I thought you were being so, uh, nice. Man, D the gnome is very concerned. He reaches down for his pouch that contained so, all the seeds. Okay, so I just came back. So what about the helmet? <laughs> oh, it's gone too. <gasps> everything magical, everything oh, we have what's the is gone. Look like? Damn it. <laughs> yeah, what's the metal look like? The voice did not match at all. It's a very charming long blonde hair. But she's still very large, but it's attractive large. If you, if <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Lee's okay. is going to like put his hands up and he's going to take a deep breath. And he's going to say, all right, guys, look, I, if you took it, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just going to turn around and you can put it on the ground. And then when I turn back around, it'll be there and I'll take it. And everything will be okay. And then he's going to turn around and face the wall and wait. Um, I will. I will cast uh, mold earth to make a little little clay um, container that looks like the thing that Lee's had. Hmm. <laughs> like here, here, here! I'll try to make it better. Uh, so he'll turn around and see it and say, "Oh." Good, thank you. And he'll walk up and pick it up and then just he looks furious and he immediately throws it against the wall and smashes it. Because it's empty. <laughs> I, 
I tried. I tried. I really did. Uh, and he'll he'll kind of like hold his head for a second, and he'll go shh, 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 and they'll be like, okay, okay, it'll be all right. Let's just get out of here, and then I can find some booze. We need to find my Bessie. So is the door locked? No one's tried it. That's what I'm asking. I would like to see if the door is locked. Uh, uh, yeah, is it locked? I'm gonna try it too. If I can, oh, I'm gonna. Is it dark in here? Yes, it's dark. Okay, uh, I'm gonna fumble around until I. Find right, well, something. Well, D is a gnome. Yeah, has well, dark vision. Is going to see the door, uh, unlike Samantha, who is currently blind. Um, <laughs> so D is going to go over to the door. Um, so you realize a couple of things. So the door is very solid. It appears to be solid wood, possibly oak or some other hardwood, um, which you would be able to recognize because of your druid. You don't see any noticeable like handle or anything on this side. You do see what, you know, several kind of iron bars making a window near the top of the door, which you can't see out of because, you know, the store is about seven feet tall. Um, I pick him up. You can tell that the bars are not, uh, like, there must be some sort of door closing off those bars. Um, the other thing you can see, there's another similar looking door in the bottom that's currently shut, like a little slot in the bottom with a latch on it that's shut. But it's a solid wood door, and there's actually no hardware for you to use. So, right. Well, which does the door open toward the room or toward the hallway? So you push on the door, and um, yeah, you can determine that the door opens into the room. Okay. But it, it does appear to be locked from the other side. What's the what's the what are the walls made of on this room? Uh, so the walls appear to be carved stone. In fact, uh, make make a nature check. Yeah, I'm good at that. So, how much do you weigh? You're not throwing him like a football. Uh, got a 17 for the nature. It's definitely stone. It doesn't appear to be like you know formed stone, like you know dwarven make or or be formed by any particular gnomes. Um, it's almost like rough carved out. Um, and here and there, you can actually see what might look like. You, you can't tell outright if it's like a pickaxe mark or if it's a claw mark, but it looks like this room has been carved out of rock. And so, badger balls. Does it seem to be the same material as the cave that we were in? Yes. Okay. Yeah. With, with, with that, you would recognize similarities in the stone. Mm. Yeah. Lee's will, in his anxiety, just go over to the door and look out the window, see if he sees anything. So the the the, the bars there's a like a little kind of cover. Oh, the bars okay. Right now, so you can't really see out. You do see though, kind of around the cracks of that cover, mm -hmm. um, light coming from the other side. And you know, with kind of the jostling of the door that's happened as as Lee's approaches it and gets right up to it. All of a sudden, um, that little cover will open up and a red-skinned pair of eyes will be staring out the other side and says, Quiet, prisoners! This is in common? Uh, yes, but it's, it's a very guttural common. Mm. Like, it might not be his first, the, the creature's first language. Okay. I'm going to speak in Gith uh, a slew of profanities. No one understands you. Uh, Lees will say, hey, man, I don't know, prisoner or whatever. I'll stay here. I just need 
Alcohol. Do you have alcohol? That is not for the likes of prisoners. You are here at the mercy of our leader. He will decide what to do with you. Well, can I can I, I talk to him? Some fun. Uh, can I ask him for some alcohol? Can you get him down here? Can you take me to him? In good time. Uh, and he'll slam the, the the cover will slam shut again. So and you can you can hear an almost evil sounding laugh coming as as whatever uh, it is strides away from the door. Do, does Lee's have the time when he sees the guy trying to close this to like jam his hand in there to stop it? Sure. Make a dexterity check to kind of get in there. Mm. Just straight dexterity? Yeah. Can I see no. anything that's going on behind the bars? That's only an eight. While Lee's is talking? Yeah, him. so Lee's, you get your fingers jammed in as he slams it and you just manage to kind of squick them out. Mm. Um, no, Lee's was kind of blocking the whole thing, um, Zytax. He didn't really see. He was the only one who really saw the creature. But all of you heard him. I'm going to approach the it. Dwarf, and... by the way, is curled up in a ball saying a prayer to Ilmater. He was <laughs> already gonna... pretty much a ball, but he's even more a ball. <laughs> I'm going to approach the door and try to get the, uh, the guard's attention again. So I got a question. Do warlocks require a spellcasting focus? Yes. yes. Okay, never mind then. Um, so you're going to try to, so what are you going to do to get the guard's attention? Um, I'm just going to bang on the, the board and was like, hey, talk to me for a minute. So um, you hear like loud footsteps coming down the corridor at a quick pace and all of a sudden the opening says, I sent quiet prisoners. Oh, there ain't no way we need to be like that. What do I see? Behind the bar. Um, so you again see kind of similar to the um, similar to uh, what Lee saw. You see two eyes, kind of almost feral looking. Um, the skin around them is 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 red, and you know an, an almost like animalistic cat-like nose, um, although it's definitely not a cat. Um, and a shock of black hair kind of surrounding it. Okay, I'm going to because it's only verbal and somatic casting charm person. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, let's make a wisdom save. Save is. uh, It's going to be 11. Ooh. He rolled. What what is the save? 11. No, but what is the saving throw? Oh, wisdom. Yeah, he rolled a four. Yes. So, all of a sudden, like, you, you see his eyes kind of glaze over a little bit. If I'm remembering correctly, that spell kind of makes him view you as a friend. Yeah, it views me as a friend. Hey, buddy. Can you let us out? He's going to look around for a second. Well, I'm, Come I'm on, supposed man. to let out the prisoners. Man, we're friends. You can let us out. Make a persuasion check with advantage because he's charmed. Ooh, and I have expertise in persuasion. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got, uh, that is a 21 sound. Well, given that he actually made a 17, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> um, so he, he looks around as a, at the boss. Um, um, I'll take care of him. Okay, Don't but, worry about it. Okay, but, but just you. All the rest of you stay back. And you, you, hear, a, uh, you hear like a set of jangling keys um, in and around the door. And all of a sudden, the door kind of swings open, um, revealing a uh, hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, okay. Wait, so the door swings open or inward? The other one's out. 
This is okay. So, whew. is there light out there? Like, does the is, does it, the opening cause a little bit of light? Yes. Yeah, so, so now the room is completely illuminated, um, and you can see. Yeah, you can't see very far. It looks like this is maybe on the side of some sort of corridor. Um, but there's definitely light in the corridor, and as the door opens, you can hear kind of some raucous noises coming from further down the corridor. Um, you can hear a lot of kind of shouting and voices and all sorts of kind of a of noise. But um, the only thing that you can see framed in the doorway is this lone hobgoblin who is gesturing frantically for Zytac to exit the room so he can close the door and lock the rest of you in. Lee's immediately <laughs> uses... <laughs> His feline agility and tries to haul ass through the door. All right. So we're going to roll initiative. <laughs> yeah. I like it. While he's doing that, I'm exiting the door. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. It's funny, baby. <laughs> so um, we're going to look at. Uh, so, D, what'd you get? I got a four. Samantha. 19. Oh, no. 19. Zytac. Uh, da, 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 da. I got... Full number. 20. I don't have my initiative written down. Damn it. It just, uh, what's your deck study mod? Two. And it's uh, plus two. Okay, so I got 22. And leaves. Seven. What? Seven. Okay. What's your dex mod? Plus four. Wow. <laughs> well, um, so our hobgoblin buddy rolled a seven. Um, so you will actually get to go in front of the hobgoblin. Mm. So first of all, Zytac. Okay. Um, I'm not going to hit him or anything, but I'm going to try to take his keys off of him. As you go for the keys, he's going to kind of yank them back and go, oh, hold, hold on now, friend. These, these are mine. I, I, I certainly can't let you have those. <laughs> I cast, I cast Sorry, Mage I Hand to grab him from behind him. Okay, um, so you're going to cast Mage Hand and try to get him to grab. Now Mage Hand is going to have to make a strength check against his strength check, but the Mage Hand has no strength score, so it's going to be a straight roll. Okay. I rolled a 10. Well, he rolled a 19, so unfortunately your Mage Hand's not strong enough this round to pull the keys out of his hand. However, he notices, like, he turns around, he doesn't see anything. He's like, what, what, what is this? Are you playing a joke on me, buddy? Yeah, it's just a joke. That's all it is. It's just a joke. Come on, let them through. So, whenever he turns around, I'm just going to charge him. A 6'4 woman is just going to barrel roll into him. (laughs) So, uh, mechanically, are you trying to... I'm trying, him, yes, tackle him. him. I'm, I'm literally trying to tackle him. Okay, so we'll make a grapple check. Okay. So you'll need to make a strength roll. All right. Against his strength. Okay, so I rolled a 21. Yeah, uh, so he is now grappled. All right, and uh, that's my turn, I guess. I don't think I can free the keys from him also, so I'll, just, I'll have him restrained with the door wide open. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, please. <laughs> okay, so I'm kind of torn. No, no, he's angry because he doesn't have any booze. 
So he's going to like he was doing a whole ass up to him. But when he sees that this big lady has grappled him, he's going to take advantage of that to beat the shit out of this dude <laughs> while he's held down. Like it's some kind of schoolyard fight. He's going to run up and use flurry of blows and just wail on him. Okay. <laughs> I can imagine just like the IP man style of punching. Just a, just a rapid punch. Yeah. <laughs> so the unarmed strikes. So that's a uh, 17. All right. That's going to miss. What? What? Uh, oh, nat 20. All right. Well, that one definitely hits, and we'll do you know normal max dice plus. Okay, so it'll be eight plus one, so nine. <laughs> and then third attack. Oh, nine. Is that with your mods? Yeah. Okay. And then that's only a, a nine because I rolled a two. Okay. So the first hit, and actually, um. So I was mistaken. Um, I did not realize. Yeah, he doesn't have his shield on, so it's only 16. Yeah, your first one actually oh, hit. Okay, so that's... Go ahead and roll damage. Your, your last one would have missed. So that's eight for the first one. Okay. So um, your first attack hits him, and your, your fist connects with the chain nail that he's wearing. Um, your second attack, you, you almost feel like something give um, beneath the chain mail. And he collapses to the ground, or would if Samantha wasn't pinning him, like clutching his throat, unable to breathe. Um, and after a few seconds, kind of just stops moving. Mm. He did. And I'm going to roll to see if uh, anyone noticed that little incursion. No. Okay. So you guys, so now for those of you that are in the corridor, so the corridor is about five feet wide, very similar kind of construction as the room. Um, you see a couple of other doors similar um, to the one you just came out of down this border. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another kind of doorway that is open at the end of the hall on the side um, with a lot of light and noise coming through it. You can hear at least several voices kind of shouting over each other. Here's to be like happy feasting shouting. You can hear lots of like, snarfing and swallowing and belching and everything else kind of coming to that. But uh, as far as you can tell, nobody in that room appears to be aware that you just sucker punched a one of them to death. Can I search the, bo- the body and check to see if he's truly dead? Yeah, so make a medicine check as you search. Oh, well, okay. okay. Well, um, I was literally going, uh, Samantha wouldn't know she, he was dead, but if he didn't have that much resistance, she would have tried to like snap his neck as she, she stood up. I have, I got, I rolled a three. You rolled a three. A three. Well, he's certainly not moving. Okay. Um, you know, kind of on his body. So you find a set of keys. Okay. Um, appears to be five keys on a chain. Um, you find that he's wearing a long sword and chain mail. A long sword. What, what um, is now he's about six and a half feet tall, so and pretty broadly built. So I got a question. Yes. Is this chain mail made out of adamantium? It is not. Okay. But I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna just kind of toss the chain mail to the side because I don't like heavy armor. But I'm gonna take the sword. 
Oh, well, okay. I guess we're at that stage. She's still going to snap the neck for safe measure. So, uh, you know, the long swords, um, you know, D8 one-handed, D10 two-handed. Chainmail is AC-16 if someone wears it. But you have disadvantage on stealth if you wear it. Well, I don't have that high of a stealth anyway, so... All right. So, Lee's knows the sound of drinking when he hears it. (laughs) Uh... So he is going to creep over to that entrance where he hears this party, this dinner party coming from, and try to peek around there stealthily. Make a stealth check as you go. (laughs) Oh, you're kidding me. That is a one. Oh, oh, oh. So you need a drink. Yeah, <laughs> you act more drunk when you're sober. Yeah, I, I forget forget how to walk. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so used to walking around drunk, and like all of your fighting styles are based around being drunk as all get out. So you don't actually know how to walk sober. Um, so as you make your way through, you actually trip and fall kind of headlong through the doorway. Immediately, five hobgoblins gathered around the table. Stop what they're doing and stare at you before drawing arms. And, no, uh, say, so, just say that the, their buddy is is uh, ill and has fallen ill. Tell them you need help. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to say the priest. Uh, the priest was sick. He's got the weird disease. And uh, they, the, everybody's sick, and they let us out. We got to get out of here. So, <laughs> so first of all, make a. Uh, Make a deception check. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not rolling well today. Can, can I help? I, I, I'm. That's a seven minus one, so that's a six. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's, they rolled bad, but that's not good enough. They so they so one of the ones kind of in the front barks at you. Prisoners, get back in your cell. Meanwhile, one of the other ones is going to go. Where's Krusnak? Can I bring... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shh, I got this. Shut up. <laughs> no, no, I got this. No, I got this. I'm going to pick up the body and walk, like, kind of throw his arm <laughs> over my shoulder like he's <laughs> ill. I'm going to walk out there, and I'm going to make a persuasion check, like, help us. He, he fell down. He can't get back up. You're not going to make a persuasion check. You're going to make a performance check. <laughs> okay. Performance. Got it. <laughs> I rolled a 17. Yeah. <laughs> Matt 20. I'm, they're going to they're gonna shout, Kurznak, why did you let the prisoners out? He's um, <laughs> not able to respond. <laughs> His head's kind of... <laughs> Just going to reach behind him and yeah. pull his head up and like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at that point, they're going to recognize something's up. I I will say that wasn't me. (laughs) So So, um, we're going to use the same initiative order. I'm going to roll for the uh, the baddies and we'll insert them in. Okay. If I go before them, I'm throwing the dead uh, dead corpse at one of them. Well, okay, but let's see. Uh, so let's see here. Then that's going to be, I'm going to rewrite the order. So that's going to be my attack. Then Sam. Then. And just let me disguise. So 
I mean, he, he, he got to it first. I'm sorry. I got to be really good at my handwriting. Lee's and D can start looking really familiar, really similar to each other. And you guys are right next to each other in the order. It'll be a little while before we get to Samantha. So D, you're up. Yes. Um, I will check on our, our priest friends. So the, the priest is kind of sitting there praying, but at this point, like he recognizes that something's up. So he's, he's getting to his feet and getting ready to move. Okay. Um, can Take I, a couple turns. <laughs> leave the room and can I like hold a spell? Uh, you can ready a spell. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll use the spell slot. Uh, if you make it to your next turn, you lose it though. All right, then I will I will cast Produce Flame, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, so now I have um, this little ball of fire in my, on my, at my fingertips. Great balls of fire. Oh, man. Okay. All right. And I'm right, right outside uh, the doorway to our cell. Okay, so the hallway is about 20 feet long, um, and then before you get to the door to the other room. So um, you're about 20 feet away from the doorway to the other room. Uh, back around to Zytac, you're kind of in the hall. So in front of you is Samantha holding the recently deceased Kershnack and uh, Lise, who has fallen on the floor, too sober to stand. So in true Zytac fashion, he's going to see that shit has hit the fan and he's just going to say, F it. And he's going to run in and cast Thunder Wave at level four. Okay. All right. No, not level four, level three. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Play your, play your loot real hard. Well, I have to scream, basically. Oh, I guess, yeah. You should air guitar, obviously. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, he doesn't have his guitar. Uh, air guitar. <laughs> All right. Make, need to make a constitution saving throw. All right. Is this going to include me? <laughs> Just, I hate to ask, but you know. It's a, it's a 15 foot cube. Yeah. So, how far into the room did you run to do that? Enough to get to a 15 foot cube. All right. So, yeah, he ran, he ran over you. Okay. Good. Please. You're, 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 you're safe. All right. So, what is the, uh, what's the save? Constitution for 11. On 11? Yeah. And if they fail, they take 2d8 under damage and push 10 feet away. Um, well... Or they take 48, four sorry. Five of them failed. Holy cow! Alright. Just need one more d8. You want me to just... You want me to roll damage for each of them? Or yes. I know, just roll damage once. Okay. And that could, that is just, hmm. So what is it, 48? That's six, yeah. A total of six damage from 48. Yeah, I rolled a freaking two twos and two ones. Oof. Uh, it's not the same without the guitar. And then I'm going to do Bardic Inspiration on, uh, I'll do it on Lee's. <laughs> yeah, he needs it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess now we're going to go on a little bit of a break and while we wait on Samantha to get back from wherever she went. Um, and it's probably a good time to mention our affiliate, Found Familiar Coffee. Um, 
Sound Familiar Coffee has great D&D themed coffee. We've had some in the past. It was wonderful. They're great to work with. Um, if you go to their website, uh, it's uh, soundfamiliar.com um, and use the code Charisma Check. Um, you can get 10%? Yes. All one word. 10% off of your order. All right. So, um, yeah. So we're back around to uh, Samantha. All right. So you are holding the corpse of a dead hobgoblin in the doorway. Um, about 20 feet in front of you are six, uh, yeah, five hobgoblins um, who are just clutching their ears at this enormous noise that Zytac just let loose from his. Uh, okay. You hear this noise echoing down corridors kind of past this group of five hobgoblins. So. Can I try something ridiculous? I think I have the strength to do it. I want to use the hobgoblin as a bat and swing at one of the other ones. Well, he is six and a half feet tall. Huh? Like swinging an actual person. I'm going to allow it. Are you going to swing him or throw him? Uh, throw him if I can't swing him. <laughs> I'm going to say swinging in this area is probably a little difficult, but I'll allow okay, you to yeah, throw him. Yeah, I'll throw him on top of one of the other hobgoblins. Okay. Uh, I think what I'm going to do for this one, because, I mean, a ranged attack doesn't really seem like it makes sense when you're just hurling this big old thing at him. So I'm going to say that, that they need to make a dexterity save against being having a hobgob, hobgoblin land on them. Oh, yeah, they make it out of the way. So you send this hobgoblin crashing, and it lands basically on this table, scattering a whole pile of various and sundry items. I need to find a weapon or something improvised. Is there anything that looks like it could be an improvised weapon, or am I going to have to take my chainmail off and use it as like a... <laughs> make, there uh, make are a number of weapons start. on the table that are now scattered throughout the room. Can I, can I dash to grab one? Um, sure, it's going to put you right up next to the hobgoblins, but um, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Okay. You dash up. What was your weapon? My weapon was uh, a crossbow and a longsword. So you see a longsword kind of has fallen just at the feet of one of the hobgoblins in the room. So, and I would say as a free action, you'd be able to run. Well, you could be. You should be able to run up to it, and then as a free action, grab the longsword off the ground. Okay. Okay. All right. So now the hobgoblins are going to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, based on the people that are in the room, two of them are going to launch attacks at Samantha. Two of them are going to run up to Zytac and attack him. Mm. Um, Lee's, you're on the ground, so uh, <laughs> they're probably not going to pay too much attention. So I'm, I'm, the third one's going to go after the closest threat. So that one's three attacks on Samantha and two on Zytac. Three on me. Three on you, two on Zytac. So Samantha's wearing chainmail, so you get your AC 16. Yes. So the first attack is a 13. Second is a 13. And the third is a 7. So they all wildly miss at you. Uh, I guess they're just perturbed that you threw the corpse of their friend at them. Yours is going to be a non-natural 20. Hmm. Oh boy, that uh, I think that hits. And a twenty-two. Yep, yeah. they both hit. Um, they're only attacking one-handed. 
six plus four, so a total of ten slashing damage for both of those hits. Okay. Um, we're back around to Lee's, who is prone in the doorway. First things first, do I see any booze in this room? Uh, you do not see your gourd. However, um, you do see several um, kind of mugs that were on the table. Unfortunately, Samantha's action has scattered most of them. However, you do see one mug, just one, still upright on the table. All right. I will kind of somersault forward <laughs> off the ground and make a beeline for that mug. Yep. So you managed to make it to the mug. Um, you can grab it as a free action. Don't tell me it's water. <laughs> Is it water? It's you want to water. to find out or are you just going to drink it? I'm just going to drink it. While it's I'm drinking water. it. It's very strong. While I'm drinking it, I will start kicking the nearest hobgoblin. Okay. Very Jackie Chan drunken master. <laughs> uh, okay. That's good. That's a 21. That's, that's six bludgeoning. So the one you just kicked, um, somehow you managed to like get way up there and hit him in the neck. Mm -hmm. And you hear a crack and he drops. I imagine, yeah, I'm kicking really high and throwing this back and drinking it at the same time. So I'm like yep. chugging it and kicking. And then the one you just kicked next snap. Nice. Then the next one, I'm just like going to down this whole drink. And then when I come back up, I'm going to smash it on the head of a, one of these other ones. Okay. <laughs> or attempt to. Um, that's only 11. Uh, that's going to miss. Okay. So it, it cracks against his shield. Wait, can I use Boric Inspiration on an attack roll? Yes, because I have combat inspiration. Hmm. I'm going to okay, use it. Yes. Come on. So that's plus four. So that's a 15. Uh, no, unfortunately. Ah. It doesn't hit. Oh, well. I tried. But I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back around to D. Yeah. Okay. So I will, I'll, I'll quickly saunter over to the room. I suppose that's what I should do. Um, so there are like three hobgoblins left. Uh, there are four hobgoblins oh. left. Okay. Do any of them look particularly more injured than the other ones? Uh, no. Um, there's one that still looks pretty good. The other ones are bleeding a little bit from the ears. Um, but yeah, they're they're all about equal. Okay. I will um, kind of wiggle my fingers a little bit with as the fire kind of flips through them. Mm -hmm. You know, you do the. Um, the coin trick where you can flip the coin between your fingers, but I do that with a little, little um, bead of fire. Okay. Just like flick it at one of them. All right. So I don't know. That's a ranged attack, I assume. Uh, if it, is it produced flame? Yes. Give me just a second. Yeah. I, so I'm trying to hurl it at him. With yeah. That. So it's a ranged spell attack. Okay. 13. Yeah, so that's going to miss. Yeah. All right. Do I have any bonus actions? Oh, nope. All right. I uh, can't do anything else. I don't think. Okay. So the priest is going to uh, 
at this point wander into the room. And uh, so Ilmater is um, kind of the god of endurance. And so he seems just kind of resigned at the moment um, to what's coming through. So he is going to come forward um, muttering a prayer um, and then point at one of the hobgoblins. Um, and you're going to see kind of some light appear over the hobgoblin's head and a ray of light just kind of come down right over this hobgoblin. He's going to have to dive out of the way. I was hoping he's just going to point and then he explodes. No, but um, so that hobgoblin failed. Yeesh. And so that right, that light is going to sear through the hobgoblin. You see his eyes and ears start to smoke. And he bursts into flames and falls down. And then the priest is going to look up and says, Oh, I'll take that. (laughs) We're back around his eye tack. That I am going to uh, advance to the nearest hobgoblin. Okay. And I'm just going to attack him with the long sword that I picked up two hand. Okay. Don't think that's going to hit. That is 11 plus 5. So 16. Fortunately, no. Okay. And then I have an extra tech, so I'm going to try that again. Yeah, I got a 15. All right. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, not enough to hit on these guys. Okay. My Samantha, turn. it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> so I'm right in front of someone, right? Yeah. I've just got to just try to ram the sword straight through them with a thrust attack. Go straight for them. Strength. I rolled a 19. That hits. All right. So damage. What's a long sword's damage? Uh, uh, 1d8. 1d8 it's 1d10. If you were one-handed, it's 1d8. Well, I'll just do a 1d10 plus four. That's a five plus four, so nine damage. And so you're wanting to run it straight through the guy's face? Or chest, or if he's wearing armor, whatever. Face is good. Groin. Face. Face. Yeah, you just ran it straight through his face, and yeah, he, he drops twitching. All so right. And I'm a level five fighter, so I have two attacks. I had yeah. to know that. Okay. So I'm going to just pull it out, try to cut through another one. All right. Okay. So another throw, that would be uh, 17. Uh, that one misses. Misses. Bounces okay. off of his shield. All right. All right so the two that are left, um, one's going to launch at uh, Lee's, one's going to launch at Samantha. Um, the one on Samantha, that's a 15, which I don't think hits if you're wearing your chain. Hmm. No, it doesn't. I was going to use it as an improvised male, but I get it. Chain, male, <laughs> <No>. male. <laughs> chain, Lee's chain. Yours is also a 15. Uh, well, without that imbil- ability to score improvement I had last time, my AC is only 20, so. yeah so they both miss and Lee's you're up all right uh so no more cups I see no nothing else is spilled unless you want to start licking it off the floor uh is it stone floor (laughs) (laughs) it's uh kind of like a sandy stone oh no Mm -mm. Uh, you're a cat (laughs) yeah so there's what one what two left 
There's just two left. Okay, I'm just gonna. Uh, let's see. I'll say, uh, no offense, gotta find some more booze, and then I'll just try to like hammer one of them in the back of the head while they're trying to fight uh, Samantha. Okay. Oh man, that's only an eleven. Yeah, that's not. Gonna I will try again. Uh, that's better. Nineteen. That hits. Four. Seven. And that is enough um, to once again, like you hear this, uh, like you hit him right in the back of the head, mm-hmm. and just like you know, all of a sudden, like he just like starts turning towards you. <laughs> and as he turns, he slowly slumps to the floor. Mm. Um, just like you can tell, like his eyes are crossed, like it, it, it scrambled some brains there. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, D. Right. Um, is there any weapons that I can grab in the room? Um, so looking around in the weapon and in kind of the room, um, kind of laying on the ground to one side, thrown out by the uh, the hobgoblin that landed on the table, you can see a sickle. Oh man, great. So I'm going to dive into the room and pick up that sickle okay, and try to slash somebody. All right. Well, there's just one left, so. Well, okay. Um, so I'll focus on him. Okay. In the zone. Try to cut him. All right. All right. Here we go. I'm just going for his ankles because that's all I can do. <laughs> so imagine right, he- that was a seven to hit. So, yeah, unfortunately, ankles are pretty well protected. Oh, you know, the, so the uh, the priest um, at this point is kind of fired up. Yeah, so he is going to kind of from the doorway again start making an almost kind of prayerful um, maneuver, and he's going to like from his outstretched hands. Um, this energy is just going to kind of emit um, straight at the remaining uh, at the remaining dude. So we're going to yeesh. Okay, so that is going to be yep, just enough. An eighteen. Um, that's going to hit for, and again, this light's just going to kind of envelop him for a total of twelve damage. Um, and when the light fades. The entire the hobgoblin's entire body has been vaporized. All that's left oh, is the smoking shell of his armor. Mm. Um, and we are nice. out of initiative. Nice. So um, we will. I guess at this point we'll just uh, we'll kind of pick back up next time. You guys have uh, successfully broken out of your prison, okay. uh, regained some of your supplies. There may be some more in the room, um, but we'll find out when we return next week. Yep. Uh, it took it took me until this long to think, man, what happened to everybody else? <laughs> I finally got some booze and now I'm thinking straight again. <laughs> I mean, there there's at least two other people that you met that you haven't run into yet. So mm-hmm. uh yeah. we'll find out a little bit more about them maybe next time. Um, but we did this during one of our breaks that will probably get cut, so we'll do it again. Um wanna give a shout out to our affiliate, Found Familiar Coffee. Uh, it's delicious coffee. We've had it before while we've recorded. Uh, they make great D&D themed coffee with some excellent artwork. Um, you can find them at foundfamiliar.com. Um, if you go there and place an order, use the coupon code CharismaCheck, all one word, to get 10% off your order. 
Really appreciate it if you can support them. Mm-hmm. They also uh, have a brand new sample packs if you want to give them a try. Yeah. They're super affordable. But uh, we will be back next time uh, picking up as our illustrious team of travelers attempts to break out of this prison they have found themselves in. Um, right. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.